0: so i think that for someone no matter what you're doing as long as you're passionate about it and you know if you own your own business you have to be pretty damn passionate about it because it is legit literal blood sweat and tears Mm -hmm. and you will have the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows and if you're not passionate about it it'll never succeed because it takes that much of your energy that much of your attention and it's, it's really demanding
1: I want to get to the bottom of how they first discovered their passion, how they channel their talent consistently, and ultimately, how their active ingredient is making the world a better place. Today's episode is with Dana Polick. Dana is the CEO and founder of Dana's Bakery, the first gluten-free and kosher direct-to-consumer online bakery that specializes in creative macaroon flavors. She's got everything from like birthday cake to chocolate-covered strawberries and even everything bagel. She actually brought one on the podcast and we did a little ASMR in the beginning, so stay tuned for that. We get into her background and her love of baking from an early age and her first career in photography and really how she was doing photography for 10 years and was very much so in the editorial space and had an actual aha moment where she was sitting in her cubicle and really was looking at what she was editing and couldn't imagine doing this for the rest of her life. So I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of people that are listening that she was looking at what she was doing on a day-to-day and could not do it anymore. So she went back to basics and put pen to paper and literally wrote down the things that she likes doing on the side, the things that make her happy, and baking was one of them. She took that idea, enrolled in culinary school, and the rest is history. She did not take any outside investments to start Dana's Bakery, and that is honestly the reason why she started Direct-to-Consumer, which was nine years ago, and direct-to-consumer at that time was not what it is today. So she really was a pioneer in the direct-to-consumer food space. And we talk about how with this business, she's really able to combine her two loves, which is photography and baking. And I just think that there's a lot of great takeaways of hearing someone who quite literally had an aha moment and decided to completely pivot and shift gears it's led her to where she is today. And today, she's really turned Dana's bakery into an empire. She has been featured on Business Insider, New York Magazine. She was in Inc. 5000's list of America's fastest growing companies. She's been featured in Good Morning America and the Today Show and just really has taken the world by storm. And her true active ingredient really is just to make people happy. So with that, let's get into today's episode with Dana Pollack. A bite. Mm. Oh my God! <laughs> that right, was oh. good. No, oh my God, this is actually one million
0: YouTube. What is it? YouTube views, <laughs> right there.
1: This is. Let me so good. The inside.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, oh, that looks good. I was like, I'm even impressed. You're a good biter. We could use you
1: at oh, the yeah? bakery for I'm, our photos. I'm shoots. available.
0: Done. <laughs> That was so funny. That sounded really good.
1: <laughs> you should rent this room and I, do ASMR,
0: Dana. I should. People get so freaked out by it's it. Just,
1: this is not you like good. it. I'm annoyed because like this is coming home with me. Yeah, that's that's why that's why they're here. Oh my god, that's so good. So enjoy. All right, so. I am here with Dana from Dana's Bakery. Do I have chocolate in my teeth? Nope, I just took a bite of her macaroon. Okay. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having and me. And for bringing me so many chocolates and macaroon. How do you say it now? Macaroon, macaron, ma- macaron? <laughs> yeah.
0: I say macaroon because I okay. don't speak French. Okay. Um, it is yeah, I feel like a hot an <laughs> topic. Yeah, it's a hot topic. And I get a lot of... Um, heat anytime I do a video or or some type of press and I say macaroon and then people are like, you make these and you don't even know how to say it correctly. And I'm like, listen, I'm from New Jersey. I don't (laughs) speak French. It's a macaroon, not a macaron. And if you spell it with one O, it's you're talking about the same thing. Macaroon with two O's is the coconut macaroon that we'll eat at Passover, sometimes dipped in chocolate. Mm. I'm personally not really a big fan of those. Um, but the French macaroon, a.k.a. macaron, um, is what we're talking about, which is what we started with at the bakery. And it's the two um, cookie shells with the filling in the middle. And it's mm. usually made out of a meringue and almond flour. So two totally Amazing. different things. but you know, I didn't
1: expect this whole... <laughs> I've I've gotten this whole debacle, oh my yeah, God. once
0: or twice before. All
1: right, it's so, a situation. All right, I want to get into Dana's Bakery, but before I do, I always yeah. ask my guests, "What were you like as a kid? And like, what do you remember about yourself?" I was awesome. <laughs> um,
0: no, as a kid, I just I feel like I was always just very creative. I was always, you know, trying to think outside the box and putting my spin on things, whether it was art projects or it was baking. You know, I I didn't bake. You baked. I did, but just for fun. I mean, I I didn't bake, you know, up until uh, professionally, up until nine years ago. I've had the bakery for nine years now. Before that, I was a photo editor, and we'll talk about that. But um, I was just always thinking outside the box, and I was also always starting my own little businesses. Oh, really? So it's ironic and and funny to me now that this is where I am in my life. Like what, for example? So I created a um, bag line, and my parents would always Always be really supportive of whatever I wanted to do, and it was called DNA because my sister's name's Adrian and I'm Dana. So it was Cute. like DNA, and we made these like tote bags and we got like a short run of them made. And um, I did, and I used to go to I'm like, I love music, so I used to go to a lot of shows. And so I had a um, show production company, and I just like little things. Anytime Wait, I a could show get, production company, like I would put on shows, and like kids would come, you know, at like Legion Hall, so it was like a punk rock, you know, hardcore thing. Um, I must have been in like. Eighth, ninth grade, ninth
1: grade, maybe. So this is like in your blood. Are your parents entrepreneurs? So my dad, yeah, okay. he um
0: he's from Israel and him and his brother have a dental lab. So he owned his own teeth. business. I like went Thank straight you. to look
1: at your teeth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: ASMR. <laughs> um, no, but he, uh, they still have it. They have the lab. So I just, I guess I kind of grew up around that. My grandparents um, had their own business. So it was something that was never, you know, out of reach for me. It was just something that I was like, oh yeah, you want to do your own thing, you do your own thing. Are your friends like that too? Some of them. I have a lot of friends that do their own thing and have their own business. And it's great to have that that camaraderie and that connection where we can kind of bounce things off of each other because you know, having your own business is a lot of work. And it's very lonely. It's, yeah, it can be really lonely mm-hmm. and it can be really stressful, but also really great. So it's nice to have someone who understands some of the things you're going yeah. through, whether if you just want to bitch or you need advice yeah.
1: <laughs> or you want to celebrate. <laughs> so, okay. So I want to get into what you thought you wanted to do. Like, what was your first career path mm-hmm. and what you envisioned for your life when you first had your, I guess, your first career job? Okay,
0: so when I was little, my maiden name is Loya, L-O-I-A, and I always wanted to be a lawyer, and I don't know (laughs) if it's because it rhymed with my last name or I just loved to get in, like, heated debates with people and, like, make make a case, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I always wanted to be a lawyer, and then that clearly didn't stick. So then I went to school because I've always been the creative type. Um, it's like math and science or it's the arts, right? I was always the arts. Um, it's very rare that you find someone that's both. Um, so I was the – what side of the brain is it? Is it I have no idea. It's I want to say the right. creative is left, but I don't know if that's true. Well, whichever one it is. I was the creative. <laughs> it's two
1: creatives in a room um, right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I um I went to school for photography where did you go to school So I started in Northeastern I was there for 2 years and then I ended up transferring to Parsons School of Design where I studied photography there and that's where I finished So that was my first um career and I worked in that industry in ten, for 10 years I was at different magazines I would produce photo shoots and I was shoot. what type of I was at Bride so I was at Brides um Quick and Simple um, like Hampton's mag uh, my last so people
1: products, mm-hmm. yeah that uh, kind of everything. stuff
0: and then my last job before I switched to you know do culinary was I was the photo editor at muscle and fitness magazine so it was speedos and body oil and like fitness and and all of these things and it was a lot of fun um, but it wasn't really fulfilling my you know my life's mission I, I something was missing it was just a job I wasn't really passionate about it.
1: So I, I'm i always curious to know how long you were feeling that itch because photography obviously was something that was super interesting to you. And you right. did it for enough years that indicates to me that it's a huge passion of yours. And I, I know that with Dana's, you still kind of integrate it into your day Very much so. Yeah. Um, but I'm always curious to know how long that itch lasted for people. And how did you first conceptualize it? And like, did you always feel like you wanted to work for yourself? So I kind of, you know, when, you're, when you are in
0: editorial it's very transient people a lot of people are freelance they're not even on salary and every 6 months to a year sometimes you know even less time than that you're switching to different jobs different companies so no one really understood what i what i did you know like people are like well are you shooting and i was like no i'm a f-. even my parents they're like well we don't you know what are you working on now like do you are you doing, taking the photos or are you producing them like what does what's a photo editor Um, What is a photo editor for those listening? So great question. A photo editor is when you actually produce the photo shoot. So I would have the budget. I would book the models, book the photographer, hair, makeup, location scout, um, make sure that everything is happening at the right time. It's all going, you know, from A to Z, everything from start to finish. You're working on it from the beginning and then you're you're completing it. You're editing the photos. You're basically you're a producer. I mean, you're making sure everything is within budget. you're allocating the money, you're paying people. So every it's very structured, like you're producing something. It's, it's like not, little many businesses. Yes, exactly. And it's not so creative in the sense that that's what was missing for me. And not not the fact that it's because I was working at a muscle mag because you can still get somewhat you know creative mm-hmm. in that in that arena but it just wasn't creative to me I was a producer I wasn't really a creator the photographer so someone was the would creator. tell you what you wanted what what you had to produce and then you would produce it I'd come up with a concept okay. with the editor in chief and then I would
1: execute it basically okay. it's a lot of execution okay but still I guess like a little sprinkle of creativity a tiny bit and you a wanted sliver, more a sprinkle. <laughs> And so how long were you there? And were did you already start thinking about Dana's before Muscle & Fitness or was it? No, I, I'm very trigger happy. And I was just, it was
0: in this world and, and it was fine. And I just, I wasn't really feeling it. And I had gone into my boss's office and I had asked for um, a raise and it basically it it didn't happen. And I was so frustrated and working so hard and these photo shoot budgets and a model cancels and it's like this this like hundred thousand dollars shoot that like if the that's model there's all this all this pressure for like mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't passionate about it so I said what am I doing with my life and I always say this I was literally sitting in my cubicle staring at my computer screen editing one of my past shoots and it was like a man in speedos with his big um, boobies and <laughs> his speed you know like just body oil and I was like am I really gonna do this for the rest of my life and that's when I was like I need to make a change. I was about to turn 30. I was like, if I don't do it now, you know, like, what am I waiting for? Let me just give it a shot. And I had known that I always loved to bake. So when I thought about it, I had to sit down and think, what do I want to do? What am I passionate about? I started thinking back on it, and I was like, well, I love to bake. I love to entertain. Did you, like,
1: I I want, like, specifics. Did you, like, sit down with a piece of paper and, like, write down things that you're passionate about because you wanted to from there— Immediately worked for me. I yourself. just thought about it, and I started taking okay. notes. And I was like, "Well, I it just it like came crashing
0: down on me. I was like, when I am stressed, I bake. When I want to impress someone, I bake them something. I love to entertain. I love to." put these creations together. I'm always thinking outside the box. And I had at that time, you know, I would love to bake, but I never really made up my own recipes. But I would transform, like if I make a box cake, I would transform it to make it my own, change the colors, add ingredients, add candy, something so simple as that. But I was like, well, clearly I'm passionate about this. Let me give it a shot. So within two weeks, I quit my job. Wait,
1: wait. We, yeah, we, we, we I, when I told to you I'm
0: trigger happy like that, I'm not kidding. Like I, when I, when I decide I want to do something, and I've always been this way, once the decision's made, it's like there's no turning back and it's it, let's get it done. And it was like that with when I transferred schools too. I went to school in Boston. I was home during the summer for an internship. Two weeks before we were supposed to start school, I decided I didn't want to go back and I scored myself an interview at Parsons. We bonded over the band on her t-shirt and um, I got in. I found an apartment a week later and I started school, like flew up to Boston, packed up my stuff and came back. So I've always been that way. I'm not someone that like tosses and turns on it for a while. I'm like, okay, this is it. It's either right or it's not. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Did you have a safety net? Um, no. I, you know, I had a little nest egg from when I was a photo editor that I saved up and I and I put that into my new into my new journey. And and we'll talk about this later, but you know, I didn't need a lot of overhead to start the bakery because of the way that I started. Right. So I think that, that allowed me to kind of take those steps. But um you know, when I went, when I decided what I wanted to do to kind of bring it full mm-hmm. circle, um, I knew that if I wanted to change careers uh, at thirty and I'm doing this for ten for ten or so years, I wanted to get formal training. I didn't want to, you know, bake cakes out of my apartment. And I just know me; I need to have the structure. And I'm either all in or I'm not. Okay. So I found a school in the city, ICE Institute of Culinary Education, and now downtown. They moved from Twenty Third Street to downtown, and I. Um, Yeah, I enrolled. I started shortly after, and I did the the baking and pastry arts program. How long is that? It's eight months um, with an externship, and I legitimately, nights and weekends, um, I was there in class. And then when I wasn't in class, I was working in restaurants to gain real-life experience and And make some money.
1: And pay
0: rent. Which was not a lot of
1: money, like, by any means. It was literally... pennies. (laughs) pennies. <laughs> but. I have a question about, like, the psychological transition from yeah. being a photographer and, and being in these, like, high-powered editorial positions. That has, like, such an identity pool. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if people know you for something and like that's what you built your network and your career on and then you have this idea and you seem to be I mean clearly you're an all-in person like did you ever have a moment of being like oh my god I'm not going to be Dana the photographer anymore? No because I never really connected with
0: that. It Mm -hmm. was something I wasn't I was doing it wasn't who I was. If you asked me that now I would say yes but I was doing it but it wasn't who I was. That is I I I feel you. I really yeah. a million percent. And no one's ever asked me that question before actually and
1: it's it's so spot on. Okay. Wrap so. it up. We're done here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So these two weeks yeah. that you were like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go do it. You went to I want to understand, when you quit, you were like, okay, I'm going to give myself eight months of doing this, and then I'm going to start the business. I didn't know what I really wanted to do with it. I just knew that I wanted to get the
0: formal training, and let's see what happens. Okay. Worst case, because like I said, editorial was so transient mm-hmm. that if it didn't work out, I could or I needed money, or it wasn't you know panning out the way that I wanted. And by the way, I didn't know how I wanted to pan out. I just like, let's just do it and Mm -hmm. see what happens, which is how I started my business too. But I was like, I can always get a job as a photo, you know, freelance photo gig. I can always bring in these jobs where I'll still make the same amount of money. It's just me allocating my time differently. And luckily, I never had to go back because I found someone that took me in to do a job while I was in school instead of waiting till after. I was like, I just wanted to, you know, I always burn the candle both ends. My mom was always, you know putting me in check with that. She's like, listen, you're burning the candle at both mm-hmm. ends. It's like my life's lesson of, <laughs> you know, what I need, how I need to tackle that. But, you know, I just didn't want to waste the time, go to school, and then have to do it after because I knew it was so necessary. And I need the money,
1: so. So while you were working mm-hmm. and while you were going to school and the idea for Dana's Bakery was starting to kind of come together, yep. did you write a business plan? How how did those first steps look? Um I've
0: never written a business plan, and this is such a, a question that comes up often because so many people – I know that you need to have certain things written down on paper just to kind of keep you in line and keep you focused on your end goal – But ultimately, I find a lot of people that want to do their own thing spend so much time focusing on the business plan that they don't actually work on their business. And now in hindsight, you know, at the time, people thought that that was probably like the biggest mistake that I didn't have a business plan. And I'm sure some things would have gone smoother or a little quicker, Mm -hmm. or maybe I would have like not made some of the mistakes that I had made if I had one. But ultimately, you know, I I don't know, I think it it was one of the best things because it allowed me to really just start working on the business and just figuring it out as I went I mean I never went to business school I, I don't have any partners I never had any investment so it was really that's you know that's like pretty unicorn in hindsight when I think about yeah. it um, I can see it that way but I think that I was just so in it and also
1: loving what I was doing yeah like you like, weren't I thinking just, like I'm intentionally not taking investor money because I X Y and Z scary yeah
0: it and is. I was like, I don't even know if this is going to like, is this going to work? I don't know. Let's just, I have this idea. Let me put it together and let's see what happens. And we, at the time, nine years ago, when I started the bakery, we were one of the first ever online o- only bakeries. I want to get into that
1: for sure. Yeah.
0: Because um, A, I didn't have the the financials to support a, a retail space in <laughs> in they the city. Not. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't, you know, I knew I had a concept. I knew that I photographed my Mac- I knew that macaroons are becoming more popular in the States. Mm-hmm. So everywhere you found them, though, it was lavender rose and pistachio. And I was like, I don't understand why people aren't making these amazing desserts in actual flavors that we grew up, that I grew up loving and eating, like birthday cakes, s'mores, peanut mm-hmm. butter and jelly. And so that's how the concept was born. Um, and I just, you know, I photographed everything like I would a sexy still life instead of that at soft, out of focus um, photography that you would see in the magazines like Martha Stewart, uh-huh. you know, light pastel macaroons. That's not my thing. We're kind of like the anti macaroon. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like the punk rock of, of macaroons okay. where it was like bold colors, bold flavors. Um, and because of my photo background and the way that I photograph them, you know, I use social media to really grow my business. And I always attribute our success to Instagram and free social media platforms. But you
1: launched nine years ago. We launched in 2012. So Instagram already existed? Yeah,
0: but it wasn't what it is today, but it had already existed. And when I first started, I had a friend that I grew up with build my website. It was me building um, the macaroons. And I would do basically, I think, when we opened... It was just basically friends and family that bought from, <laughs> from me, but it was doing the I mean, it starts that's word right? of mouth. And- yeah. Um, it was local New York City delivery, so I would make the stuff, and then I would spend more money taking a cab or a taxi or to cab a taxi, a subway or a taxi, than what they paid to for deliver the- than what they paid for the whole thing. Um, but then because of Instagram, people, if they didn't know what a macaroon was, they knew the flavor profile. And they were like, how do I get my hands on this? Because they've never seen these macaroons, A, at all, or in these fun flavors, not like soapy, rose, Mm -hmm. lavender, pistachio. Um, And that's how the business grew. You know, they were like, how can we get our hands on these? And then at that point, it was like, "Okay, let's figure out logistics. How can I ship them? You know, we've been through like 50 different packaging rounds because they're they're fragile, mm-hmm. so I have to get packaging made. It's a whole, you know. Yeah. Every day you you develop and you learn. But it was, um, how do we figure out logistics of shipping? Um, what's the best carrier? How are we going to get the best prices? What about the packaging? You know, what's the travel time?
1: Who Who were you talking to about this? How Just like how everyone and
0: everyone you know beating UPS and FedEx against each other, talking <laughs> to different you know, packaging providers. Will this work for me? Do I need to make something? And everything that I made, I put back into the business. So that's how we, you know, continued to grow. Then I hired more people. Then I started doing wholesale. Um, Williams-Sonoma, still one of my um, clients till this day. Whole Foods, Fresh Direct, Win 800 Flowers, Dylan's Candy Bar, which is where we have our Mac bar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these things just started to develop over time and we started to grow. And I guess I should, you know, if you want, I I could talk about the actual when I started the bakery, like, where I started out of. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because, um, like I mentioned— And I also really want to get into the direct-to-consumer because, obviously, now we hear that and we're like, oh, cool, that's a cool concept. A lot of people are direct-to-consumer and a lot of people do have food, delivery, whatever. But you were so ahead of your time. Like, how how did you know that you were going to be able to make that work when it's a product that is, uh, one, perishable, and two, like— Not I'm assuming not a lot of people were doing that well, you know i I
0: did online instead of a store. Mm-hmm. Um, like i mentioned i yeah. didn't have the the finances to do it and that was a way for me to keep my overhead low and i started at a small incubator kitchen that had all of the ovens and had all of the freezers and i just had to bring my ingredients and sheet trays how did you get connected with them my mom found it for me in new jersey my parents were so supportive of me my mom from the very beginning everyone thought i was crazy and my boyfriend at the time and my mom were like do this now my husband oh, um so i, I literally love this story. i literally met him um I quit my job, I turned 30, and then I met Adam. Wow. Like all 30, like was the best thing that alignment. Ever happened to me. Yeah. That's the Saturn like, return, like done. you're
1: coming out of the Saturn now return. Now we're like two kids in, oh my God. you know, I it's like, um, yeah, you eat while you while just <laughs> chat your ear off.
0: So I started in the incubator kitchen. And then as we grew, I started taking over more and more of it. And then eventually I took it over. The whole facility. And then eventually we needed to move out because we ran out of space. How long did it take
1: for you to get to that point?
0: Um, Four years.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, four years. And then I had to, you know, invest in all of my own equipment. And I had to find a space and build it out to code. And that was like a huge undertaking that I learned a lot of lessons on. But um, to go back to your original question, I started online first because that was just the only option that I had. And I just had to figure out the way to make it work with the photography people were into it and they bought it and it was word of mouth and, you know, and that's how we grew. But I think the key to -to direct-to-consumer, especially online when you're a food company, and this is something that I think I thankfully got from the very beginning, is when you walk into a bakery, you have the... The smell factor. Mm-hmm. You smell the cookies baking. People pump fake smells in the air just because it'll help with sales. There's just a whole business. There's a whole industry, you know, designed I'm pretty around. Sure, that.
1: Disney pumps some
0: sort of something. Of course, their- movie theaters. Yeah. popcorn flavor. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a real thing and it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, people can't walk in and smell it, so first they're going to buy it with their eyes. So it has to look really freaking good. And if it looks good, they'll buy it. If it tastes good, they'll come back for more. And they'll recommend it to their friends. So that was like the winning Mm -hmm.
1: combo for me. So that's what I figured out from the very beginning. My question is like, who was online buying? Like, how did you first get that first group, that first wave of people that were down to buy big Um, goods online? Like, I just, I I, nine years ago, I wouldn't have, you know. Yeah, it's it's risky, and macaroons are expensive. Like, how did you first start? Made out of it. So you first started marketing straight up on Instagram.
0: Yeah, and word of mouth. And then the day that we actually opened up the website, my friend works at CNN, and they were doing an article for Macaroon Day. It was the other macaroon, but she didn't know the difference. And they did an article on us, and that gave us a little spike. And then it just started, you know, it just took off. And then it was a matter of keeping up without burning the
1: house down, literally. I have a question about like knowing when it's time to pull the trigger on that first employee or pulling the trigger on building out a whole kitchen for this. And and I ask this because like a lot of people think that that's – they think that they need to get investors immediately or that they need a partner or whatever. It depends
0: on your business. Do you know what I mean? It depends. Yeah. Like if you are starting a clothing line mm-hmm. and you need to build out your own line or you have a store and you need to – own inventory, you need capital. Mm-hmm. Whether you have it yourself or you do a around a friend and family, uh, whatever it is, you're going to need the funds in order to sit on that inventory or build out your structure or whatever it is. For me, because I had the incubator kitchen,
1: um, I didn't need that because I didn't have to invest in any of my equipment until later on. And then, how did you start like figuring out when it was time to work with retailers or when it was time to build a full team? Just naturally happened. You were like, "crap, we have a lot of orders. Like, we need more
0: hands." And then eventually, it was like, "oh, we're out of space. We we need more space. We need more ovens. We need." It was more. just
1: through demand. You yeah. were like, "we need to do it." Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to talk about influencer marketing. Let's do it. Have you had a strategy, or has it all been organic? Like how how do you work with influencers now versus how you worked with them in the beginning, and how instrumental are they to the success of Dana? So we don't really have a strategy because I
0: don't necessarily do a lot in that arena in terms of I'm not paying anyone to mm-hmm. post to eat our stuff or post it. Um, if anything, it's nice that people are now coming to me and saying, "Hey, do you want to partner?" You know, so Lu, and I was like, Yeah, let's do it. You know, only if I really like yeah. a product. I think because now I'm kind of an entity in, in terms of the the actual business. Mm-hmm. Like Dana. It's Dana I don't even when I think of Dana's bakery, I don't even think of Dana. It's like its own thing. But mm-hmm. because I am a part of it and we've got an amazing, um, I think very loyal, uh, Instagram and social media mm-hmm. uh, family and they're invested and I interact with all of them and I respond to every single message. It's literally a full-time job. It really is. Um, but because we've developed that, that um, family, that social family, mm-hmm. it's really valuable. And I can just, you know, from the other end, you know, I, I work with brands all the time to kind of spread the word of, um, to get behind products that I Really like like we ship with UPS all the time. We do a lot of business with them. I just took over their Instagram for the day. Oh my god! <laughs> Today? You know,
1: yeah, that's amazing. And like I just did
0: think something for Super because even though it's not bakery related, I'm really open and I share everything about my life with the people that follow Dana's Bakery, mm-hmm. and I show my skincare regimen all the time. So it's these things that you can kind of weave in that's organic. I like to say that people do anytime that someone that's affluent in in social media mm-hmm. and that whole world, if they post about us, of course it. It helps, but I treat it more like a friendship. Where I'm like, you "Want to try it? If you like it, and you want to post it, of course, I would love for you to post it. We'd appreciate it so much." Mm-hmm. But it, it it doesn't it doesn't uh, move the needle as much as it used to. Interesting. And I'm sure that you. It's heard more this so awareness, engagement, yeah. but not not necessarily sales. Nowadays. Um it depends. And it's the things that you wouldn't think would get you sales and the things that you think are like a total
1: Like what, um, for example?
0: Like you could get a spot on T V and um I won't name any you know, but any of the shows. Like mm-hmm. the the morning shows, whatever yeah. you could get a spot. I could like physically be on a show and be doing a demonstration. You might see some of those things trickle in over time, but it's hard to kind of See a spike right there. You it's hard to Isolate it, yeah. Because it 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 comes over time. It's not like a direct unless I'm giving someone a code and they're using it, and I'm actually having tangible, you know, tangible data coming in. Uh But you know, I could then I could do something. Someone could post something, and I don't even know who that person is. And all of a sudden, I'll get you know like two thousand new followers. It's it's all across the board. I feel like no one really understands the algorithm. No one, everyone's still trying to navigate. Social media these days, and and TikTok, and there's all these new oh factors. God. And TikTok does Dana's Bakery have a TikTok? You know it. Stop. And I, so yeah. do I. <laughs> it, it literally. First of all, it makes me feel so old.
1: It really, it really does. It makes me feel embarrassed of myself, to be honest. And
0: then the progression, and everyone makes fun of it. You're like, oh, I'm just checking it out, and then it's like, oh, I'm just looking at it for six hours at night, and oh, then you're oh, I'm doing like a thirty-second dance. dance, yes. <laughs>
1: It's so fun. It's just like a really fun place to be. And like, so addicting. I want to get better at it. And like, I need to learn the renegade dance. So, but the renegade dance, I feel like, is over already. (laughs) I don't care. I like personally, like, I have a goal of knowing the renegade dance. You know the one that's like walk a mile in my Louboutins. You know, people make these ghetto shoes,
0: and then it's like they pretend that they're walking in them, and it's supposed to be like their Louboutins. So I just did one with the
1: Mookie. No. Um, Oh my god, I'm gonna follow you right now. Yeah, yeah, you
0: have to see. They're fun. They're really. I'm really proud of our TikTok because I feel like I had to work so hard to learn and (laughs) understand. Do you but
1: manage it? Oh yeah, my I god, there, <laughs> there, there was TikTok. There, that's
0: like the yeah, that's the the telltale sound of TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah, I do all of our social media. Wow, so every post, you every really do video. burn on both sides. Yeah,
1: why? Sorry, why don't you mom. have? <laughs> why
0: don't you? No one will do it like the me. Way. It's I've tried, and I spend more time fixing and correcting. It just makes sense for me to do it myself. I'm there. I'm so picky. I know the way I want it mm-hmm. to look. I, 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 like, have the vision. And, you know, I have an amazing team at the bakery. And I've, I'm have i proud to say have, like, coached them to take photos the way that, like, I would. <laughs> so that amazing. when I'm not there, they can send me some stuff. And then you edit. Like, when I had my kids or I have to go away, I have to travel for work mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, and I'm not in there. Like, the show still must go on. Right. So I still need to show what's happening behind the scenes at the bakery. So, um They'd probably make fun of me because they're like, "It's the Dana Angle." We've like get down and you know. Um, That's amazing.
1: How do you like stay healthy with your <laughs> with your job? Like, yeah. what do you do? Because you look amazing. Like, oh, how thanks. do you how do you handle? I work out. What do you do?
0: I work out. Um, <laughs> I. You know, I try to eat pretty – so I'm either, like, really healthy or really not healthy. There's no in-between for me, as mm-hmm. a, we've discussed. Um, You're an extremist. So, yeah. Um, but I I try to work out first thing in the morning because if I don't go at, like, 6 a.m., I, I won't go the rest of the day. And I'll do SLT, Fitting Room, Tracy Anderson. I like classes. Mm. And I'm always going. So, so that's, you know, something that always – Motivates you. Per- burns the yeah. calories. Um, I'm trying to drink more water because I don't drink enough water.
1: But I try to eat healthy because if I don't, it's just all downhill, you know. I, mean, I I don't know how you do it. If I was around all these things all the time, I would yeah, I, be the I do size eat it all the time. But it's studio. good and it's it's yeah. research. So when you were deciding what it is that you wanted to do, when you were writing down like the hobbies that you like, did you ever wonder like, is this something that I'm going to be able to do forever? Or do you still wonder that? Like, is this your legacy brand? Like, is this what you want to be known for? Because I think a lot of the listeners are. They're people that are right now in a job that they may not be right. loving. Like they're they're trying to figure out what that is for them. Yeah, um, and it's different to have a hobby like I like reading. But like, am I going to become a book publisher? No. Right. I would love to to pick your brain on what your thought process was. Like, if there was like five hobbies, like, what was it about this one that you thought could have longevity? I think that nothing's forever. And I would love to do this forever
0: because I absolutely love doing it so much. But even from when I started, it's evolved so much. You know, not only have we expanded the product line, but it's kind of taken, you know, steps in other ways where we teach classes. We're opening up a class space, a new class space in the city. We now have DIY at-home kits. You know, I was on QVC with them. Um, we're, We're doing a book. So there's different, like, You have your umbrella, and then there's different um, legs that come. Is it umbrella? What is it? Yeah, yeah. You have your umbrella, and then there's just different— Like streams. Streams, yeah, that come from it. So I think um, that—I don't know if I'm answering your question, but to put it it all together, you know, I used to do photo, but I still very much use my past experiences to make what I'm doing now successful, because if I didn't have that background as a photo editor— wouldn't be able to photograph my photos the same way even if i don't take the photos have the vision be able to do the social the posts the photos the you know just all of the stuff that we do is very visual and Mm -hmm. i think that's part of the reason why our stuff is successful and i wouldn't have that unless i had that whole background so even i own a bakery i went to school for photo someone would think it's two totally different things but they're very much the same because one helps the other so i think that for someone no matter what you're doing as long as you're passionate about it And, you know, if you own your own business, you have to be pretty damn passionate about it because it is legit, literal blood, sweat and tears Mm -hmm. and you will have the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. And if you're not passionate about it, it's you'll never it'll never succeed because it takes that much of your energy, that much of your attention. And it's it's really demanding, you know, so I guess to answer your original question, which I think
1: it was basically basically like what do you when you're writing down the different hobbies that you have, like. For example, if I I like also to work out, am I gonna become a trainer? No. But like you wrote down, I like baking. Like what what? what's missing? Right. So I always say people want to start their own
0: business. Everyone wants to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. But what makes you different from everybody else? So you want to be a trainer. You love to work out, right? In your world and in what you love to do, what's missing? Pet rock. Hi. How much money did they make off Pet Rock? And Mm -hmm. it's literally selling someone a rock as a pet. Mm -hmm. It's like the most literal example that I can give you. (laughs) You know, I am a mom. I've had two kids. There's so many things that I was like, oh, this just existed. Someone just has to create Mm -hmm. it. Like what in your life is missing that would make your life easier? What sets you apart from someone else? And then how do you go about bringing it to life? That's a really great starting point to start. And I think that um, a lot of people are passionate about things but either they overthink it, or they think that they can't, or they don't have the funding, or like they have a family or a full time job. You don't need to leave your job and and dive in the way that I might have. Mm-hmm. You can start it as your side hustle, and then when it starts to be able to support yourself, you can then dedicate more time as it as it starts to grow.
1: What do you see for Dana's Bakery in the future?
0: Oh man!
1: Like what? What do you want for the business? global domination. Right now, are you shipping nationally only? So we're two?
0: national. Okay. Um, we have a lot of stuff happening in 2020, which is a really, it's a really exciting time. Um, we are we're coming out with a book. So I'm working on that. When's that coming out? Um, 2021. Amazing. So books take a while. I Thank know. You. I know. Books take a really long time. Uh, but so working on that, we're expanding our um, our consumer packaged goods. So we already expanded the product line. So instead of in addition to macaroons, we have the black and white cookies, which you've probably seen on oh Instagram god, that have. are rainbow. Yes, um, and then we have the mookie, which is a macaroon baked inside a cookie, so it's cookie with an M. Not mookie, that. but mookie. Yeah. So we is um, that in this pocket, you know it. Oh yeah. my god, I hooked you up. I'm so um, excited. So besides for expanding the product line, um, we are launching new kits. So we're going to be doing cookie making kits, and I'm starting to sell our gluten free plant based flour. Because we are a gluten-free bakery, and we're kosher, and a lot of people, it's so hard to find good gluten-free flour. And it took me two years to develop. My, My team and I, it took us two years to develop the cookies to bring them to market because we could not find a good flour, so we had to create our own. Do you sell the flour? We're going to start. It's going to be available in a couple of months. So all of that stuff is happening this year in addition to a new class space in the city um, where we'll be able to teach classes, and oh it'll be a Dana's exciting. Bakery store, and so there's a lot. Um, we're doing our first round of investing to help, you know, bring all these things to life. So there's, it's time now, you know, and it's it's really exciting. It's terrifying, but so exciting at the same time because I just have all these balls in the air, all moving at you know at the same time at like really super speed. <laughs> so that's actually a good segue. And to two my... kids. And,
1: uh, you know, like throw it on. No, no. I don't know how you do it. You really like your mom nailed it. Nailed it. Well, she um, knows me very well. I'm so. sure. So I always ask all my guests, what is your active ingredient? And it seems like you have a million different things going right. on. But with everything that you're doing, and it could be mo- you're being a mom, like it doesn't have to be Dana. Sure, yeah. Dana's bakery related. But out of all the things that you do, what would you say is your personal active ingredient?
0: I really think it's about making people happy and bringing people together. For me, everything is about experience, whether it is someone coming to a class, someone eating one of our baked goods. It's me connecting with people that love the bakery or want to do their own thing or have celiac and they can't find something that tastes good or their kids have food sensitivities. I mean, there's so many different elements to this, but... What makes me happiest about what I do now and what I can do for others is that I literally make people happy, and I give them a reason to share or you know just have like a a good moment in the day. you know we do these great customs, we do these corporate events, we do these partnerships we we make these great creations for people, and it's all for great for great moments for in great life. moments in life so that's I, so amazing, yeah, I just. It's like feel good moments. And for me personally, you know, 2020 and I, and I try to do this is that I just try to do what makes me happy in life. Obviously, you need to do things that need to get done. But ultimately, like I try to check in with myself and I say, like Marie Kondo, does this bring me joy? <laughs> Which, by the way, that is such a commitment because now every single time I put my laundry away, I have to actually fold my shirts into like eighths.
1: wait you do that yeah oh my god is that a Marie Kondo thing yes she has the
0: the show and she shows you how to fold your clothes and it's in a very specific triangle little square way and so I need to watch this I'm the only one that can put my clothes away because no one else can handle the fold it's very stressful but anyway what brings you joy you know like what makes you happy because if you're happy in life you're going to attract good things I'm such a firm believer in that
1: What is your literal
0: active ingredient,
1: meaning something (laughs) that you need to have, do, eat, something that you just need?
0: I am unofficially, officially sponsored by Starbucks. And if anyone knows me or (laughs) follows me on Instagram, they know that every morning I have my Grande Iced Americano. There's three shots with espresso and extra ice even in the dead of winter. Three shots of espresso? Yeah. It's just (laughs) stain what? How do you live? It's just it's it's not that it's just if someone drinks a big a large cup of coffee there's more caffeine in that cup of really? coffee than three measly little shots of espresso. But every morning even like on our honeymoon in Greece I found the Starbucks <laughs> in Athens and I was like, "Right, let's do this." Um, it's oh my, my it's called the Dana, it's my drink. And because of that, right, we did it we did a thing with Starbucks. I got to do the launch um, create the recipes for their um, partnership with Nespresso
1: that's like such a testament to being aligned I yeah. feel like when you are really doing things because for I'm, the right reason I'm literally
0: come. a brand loyalist and if you now you know you'll see you'll look back and yeah. you see it's everywhere like it's in every it's present people oh commented God. on the tiktok you always have your starbucks cup in the I was like I know because so you just have one I just have one okay like and then all, you're good for the day yeah and I don't even necessarily need it. If I need to pass, like if we can't get it for whatever reason, we're away and they don't have one. I don't get a headache. I don't get withdrawals or anything, but I just like it. It's part of my morning routine. And whenever we drive anywhere, and Lenny, my oldest daughter, she sees, she's like, Mommy's coffee. She sees Starbucks. Oh, my God. I love this. Anyway, so that's my actual active ingredient. I'm at, Should I try it? I'm scared to try yeah. it because I feel like I'm going to become addicted to it. It's great. You know what it is? I don't like to put milk in my coffee. And espresso is bold without the bitterness of needing milk. I think Mm. that with coffee, I need to add milk because coffee's bitter. But espresso is that bold coffee taste that I like without the bitterness. So it's perfect. Okay. And now I drink it black. I used to put sugar in it, um, but I like to eat my sugar and not drink my sugar. Uh, where can everyone find you?
1: Please include your TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So it's
0: on social. It's Dana's Bakery across the board. That is YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat. What else? That's, I think, our LinkedIn. (laughs) LinkedIn. (laughs) We do have a LinkedIn. You can give us some love there. Our website is danasbakery.com. Oh, Twitter. Twitter. We Twitter too. Um, Danasbakery.com is the website. We ship nationwide from there. We have a Mac bar inside the Dylan's Candy Bar flagship on the Upper East Side. And, you know, more to come.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. This is so fun. I cannot wait to eat all of this. Should I stay and do some more ASMR?
0: I thought you'd never <laughs> ask. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review us. And for more inspiration and quotes from the episode, check us out on Instagram at Active ingredient. See you next week.